the Dudes All Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2001's Gosford Park, directed by Robert Altman, starring Kelly McDonald, Clive Owen, Helen Mirren, and a bunch of other people, Dave. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? A movie that isn't as good. Okay. Uh, it's called <laughs> Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. wow. So, like... Holy... Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. It's a it's I just got I, I just got Amazon Prime. Um like I like yeah. everyone else has had it for five years and I'm just now getting it. That's what usually happens with these kinds of things. Right. Um and I've just been sifting through it, going through all the horror movies. And when I saw Chopping Mall, it was impossible to resist and I I so I checked it out and <laughs> uh and I made my wife suffer through it, which oh, was a lot of fun. That that had to be good. Yeah. <laughs> um I've never seen it, but man, Crazy robots killing people in a yeah. mall mm-hmm. sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, you you know, I mean, like you can predict exactly what happens in this movie. It's amazing. <laughs> Chopping mall. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I watched something a little more prestigious. Oh, it's called Silence by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Well, I've been outclassed again. Once again, don't <laughs> worry. You'll have your your time, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Sadly, here's how you're gonna outclass me. I was a little too drunk and fell asleep, so um, oh. what I saw was really good. Yeah. I saw about two hours of this movie, Okay, but it's like three hours long or something. Uh-huh. It's about religious superiority, questioning yes. of faith. You know, it's Martin Scorsese doing a religious movie. That's what you're going to get. Of course. Great performances in it, and it's kind of long and drawn out. But I was completely like enthralled the whole time. Yes. It's not like suspenseful or mm-hmm. like action or anything. It's not right. like you're watching Goodfellas. Right. Uh, but like you're glued to the screen. Yeah. So, man, one day I'm going to go back and just watch the whole thing proper. Mm-hmm. Um, I just threw it on because it was late and I was like, I want to watch this. I got to take it back soon. So I put it on. Yeah. I wish I got through it. But, man, it was good what I saw. Right. It'll come back for you, definitely. It'll come back. So yep. um, the fans out there. We asked them what they've been watching, and Andy James Alton on Instagram said, Forrest Gump every night, every day. (laughs) (laughs) He's still in that stage of life, apparently. Good call, man. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Where you you do that. All day. Yeah. Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so everyone out there, let us know what you've been watching. Go to dudesonmovies.com or Facebook or Twitter. Or dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let mm-hmm. us know and we'll read it on the air. Right. Now, Dave, let's get into this week's movie, Gosford Park. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. So, like, th- there's always these times where, where we introduce movies and it's time for me to give a synopsis and I'll kind of stumble around and, and not know how to exactly explain it. Um, with this one, where there's literally probably 80 speaking parts, it's not a complex plot. It's The, the relationships are very complex. So unless you see this movie multiple times... Uh, you, you won't you just won't get everything. I mean, if you do get everything on the first try, you probably wrote it. You know, I I, I can't even <laughs> your think. Your name's Robert Altman. Your, your name is Julian Fellows, and and you yes, and you grew up in this in this you know like environment, right? I mean, it's a movie about uh, the class system in England that is uh, posing as a as a murder mystery whodunit. Yeah, you know, and the, it it turns all it it uses all of those genre cliches, but but as soon as you think you you have not, not the mystery figured out, but what's going to happen in the next scene figured out, it uh, sort of turns on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you think you're going to be spending all your time in the in the drawing room with with you know uh, Colonel Mustard and whatnot, but instead right. you're with the servants, <laughs> um, and uh, and and it's really like 
every character in this movie is so fully fleshed out and three-dimensional, and it's not a, even a thing where they're saying all servants are wonderful and, and all upper-class people are horrible. It's not like that at all. It, mm-hmm. it, it asks you to actually look at people as human beings, and let's get into it. Yeah, um, huge cast, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like you said, <laughs> it's... It's a it so first of all it's I think it's about three hours long also it's yeah it's, it's two forty or something yeah. and it's full of fully fleshed out characters like you said yeah um the movie takes its time getting to this murder mystery part of it right and it uses like the first two hours of the movie to just set up the characters yes and with this many characters that are they seem so real <laughs> and if you know Robert Altman's style it's you know, it's it's like you're just in there while people are talking. Yeah. You know, I think Richard Linklater stole his style perfectly. He did. You know? <laughs> so did Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this movie needs that because I'm, I'm going to have a hard time talking about this movie. Oh, I am too. Yeah. Um, The characters need to be fleshed out like this to right. make you even care at all. Right. But because you're kind of just watching this play out. I mean, you might not even care much. It's like the <laughs> okay. murder happens, and you're like, "Oh, wow, okay." Care, caring about yeah. who got murdered, or well, I guess or you don't just... care about who got murdered, right? Because it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who got murdered. No. It's about watching how these people live. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, especially the two class systems. Right. There's the rich people who have their servants with them. Yes. On, I guess they're all going to this big mansion. For, uh, they're having a shooting party or yeah, something. They're all party. coming here to hunt quail. Yeah. It's Downton Abbey. You see the <laughs> right. the lower people in the upper class. Uh-huh. I've never seen that show, by the way. So oh, I can be oh. talking out my ass. I know no, you're an expert. Yeah, and Julian Fellows is is the creator of Downton Abbey. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you were dead on, dude. <laughs> okay, sweet. I'm right. great, Dave. <laughs> the, the way, like we, we said earlier, that, that when, when we think we're going to go one way, we go the other. And when you have a cast this large, to introduce them all, you have to do what is now like almost standard in a Paul Thomas Anderson uh, movie, which is to, you know, have long takes where, where everyone is frenetically running around in some area. In this case, it's in sort of the bowels of the house, in the kitchen. Um, you're meeting all of the, the below decks people, so to speak. Um, all, the, all the handmaids. Yeah. Uh, all the all the uh, the there's only one butler and one housekeeper and and all the the maids and footmen they all report to these right, people yeah and it would be impossible I mean I, I'm just now thinking about them, like when I mentioned the butler <laughs> and the housekeeper I'm like oh Alan Bates and Hen- and Helen Mirren I mean yeah. that that that's what we're dealing these, with these these little people who pop in and out every yes. now and then <laughs> I mean hell, you, you give you give one of the greatest actors in the world Helen Mirren um, about you know what. 37 lines in the movie and and it's a character that's worthy of her certainly yeah but you're asking her and emily watson and alan bates michael gambon richard e grant clive owen claudie blakely all of these just luminaries all of these amazing mm-hmm. names asking them to um and i didn't even mention the three that you said were starring in the film <laughs> right. clive owen and kelly mcdonald and and maggie know, smith maggie smith for god's sake Kristen Scott Thomas. Ryan Phillippe's in here. Amazing. Yeah. That's a name. Uh, Bob Balaban. I know. Everyone's in the, here. The list will just, <laughs> it, it, it will floor you if you actually go to IMDb and look to see who's Stephen in this movie. Fry. Derek Jacoby. All right, we're done. 
<laughs> and we could I'm do, not naming anymore. Because uh, exactly, because we could do 28 more and and they'd all be names that, that you'd recognize. And to to like explain who they all are, <laughs> right. um would would be like it would be a very boring podcast, but but kind of the the the, the spine of the story other than the murder mystery is that there's three sisters. Uh Kristen Scott Thomas um, and her, uh, she plays Lady Sylvia, and her two sisters, Lavinia and Louisa. Mm-hmm. Now, Kirsten Scott Thomas, Lady Sylvia, is married to Michael Gambon's character, Sir William. Yeah, um, Sir William is not part of the British Empire. He he was knighted because he was very rich, okay. and um, many noble women uh, would marry uh, rich commoners in order to maintain that lifestyle. Because in the British Empire, um, the the family fortunes were passed down by what was called primogenitor, which was that uh, only the oldest son gets all the money. Okay. So the the women of the family, like the daughters, would have to, uh, like, they, they were pretty much tasked with, with living this way for the rest of their lives. You have to live as a rich person, but you're not given the means to do so. Okay. So yeah. they would marry uh, men like Michael Gambon, um, who would, like, foot the bill for all this stuff. Uh, all these, you know, hunting parties and lavish, uh, you know, diamonds and, and yeah. you know, great jewels, but, uh, uh, and, you know, couture on all the, on all the, the females and, and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, they were made to feel still like they were inadequate, like, like he, like he is in this movie. Yep. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I, um, I, this, I, that was that was the the most you know. That was great. Thank you. Okay, um, good, good. I need to say that I had a hard time following it. All like right. you said, opening this show, <laughs> that if you haven't seen it multiple times, yeah, you're not going to know what's going on exactly. Right. Which which is fine with me. I'm fine with that. I I knew what was going on enough. Yeah. And watching it again, I can see. I, I'll be. I can see that I will be able to see what's going on better. <laughs> you will be able to see. I know. Right? I foresee that right. I can see. So, um, the way you get introduced to the characters is by just being at the party, like as, like you're just eavesdropping on all these conversations right. that are happening, and you hear all these interactions between everyone happening. They're just a sentence here or a sentence there. Mm-hmm. Or you, you walk by a window and you hear someone saying something else. Right. Um, and eventually you hear enough information that you can <laughs> kind and you kind of recognize the faces to where you can be like, okay, so that guy is fooling around with this girl who's mad about this thing. <laughs> um, and then you get all these little pieces and you can kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. Which, which is good. It gives when the murder mystery stuff comes around, you use all this information as, okay, well, what's, who has the most motivation? What are the motives for this stuff? Mm-hmm. And they give you a couple red herrings when the murder happens. They do. You know, like obvious ones, like, okay, this guy was gone at this time, and this guy was out doing something. So right, this guy's mud so on may, his shoes. Maybe this guy did that something. So yeah. you're like, well, what did that guy say earlier? And <laughs> <laughs> It's a total mystery. You cannot figure this out until it's revealed. That's true. You can't. Right. I don't... How many times have you seen this? Can Can you figure it out um, with the clues you're given? No. I, I don't, don't think I don't, you I don't can. think you can because, you know, and, and of course, at what, when, the, when the reveal does happen, it turns out that, there, you know, of course, it wasn't just one person. Right. Um, but, and, and so that's that's even like a little... Uh, it's, I don't want to call it unfair, but but it's it's messing with you. The yeah. movie, you know, doesn't want you to what figure I, it out. I was just about to say, like, being able to figure it out is not the point, though. It's not. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, th- that's just, they're just funning. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> like, like oh, I mean, they wanted to tell, like, a, a really uh, gut-wrenching story, but, in, but in, you know, just to keep you occupied, let's put in a game of Clue. 
Right. Know, yeah. Uh, so there we go. Right. <laughs> it was Ryan Phillippe yes, in the with, laundrette with, with, with the, the candlestick. Yep, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> As he was rogering the fishwife or whatever. You know. Yeah. Of course. Rogering the fishwife. Something like that. I. I. Yeah. Does that mean sleeping with Kristen Scott Thomas? <laughs> Not Kristen Scott Thomas. I don't think she's a fishwife. Okay. I don't uh, know what you're talking oh, about. Oh. Okay. So. Well, a fishwife is a common lady. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's it's, the, it's not that's, Lady Sylvia. Um, who is a. There's one guy married to a woman who's a commoner, and they mm-hmm. keep bringing him up. I hated this dude because he's always like trying to make her look respectable. That's Freddie. Oh, Freddie. Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, his 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 common little wife, uh, as Maggie Smith refers to her at one point. Um, how did they get married? How how are they involved in? Well, this? it's it's the same. He he, he was just like like Kristen Scott Thomas. He was not the oldest son, so okay. he had to marry um, a, a rich woman. Who ended up not having as much money as that's right? You know, they kind of talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mabel is now just just kind of like a burden to him. Yeah. Um. And he's 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 very cruel to her. Um. He makes her feel worthless. Um. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I listening to Julian Fellows. Uh. This is kind of it's it's off topic, but I, I was listening to Julian Fellows commentary track, which by the way, everybody, it's it's the best commentary track of any DVD ever. If you want to have a great one, that that's that's the one to listen to. But he was talking about he singled out Claudia Blakely as Mabel uh, for her performance, okay. um, saying, you know, it, it was it was during the, the the scene where Emily Watson is helping her get her makeup together. Yeah. Um, he said that originally when, when she was cast, he, he didn't quite look like what she thought Mabel, what he thought Mabel was going to look like. But as soon as she started, he couldn't remember what he had had in mind. OK. Yeah. Because she just became completely became Mabel. For I thought she was good. She was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And her her character arc is is one of the most satisfying in the movie, actually. I can't remember what happens to her. <laughs> well, she's one of 70 characters, so that's understandable. But but she does stand up to Freddy eventually is what happens. Okay. And she's strong. And she, you know, like doesn't, she, she understands what Freddy's up to. Because Freddy is also like like making time with uh, with, with Sir, Sir William's daughter. Right. Isabel. Yeah. Ugh. And blackmailing her into giving him money. So that's what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. See, you can't piece it together right away, man. Not, not unless you see it multiple on? times. Because Charles Dance is hanging around. We didn't even mention him. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And Tom Hollander. And, and, Charles and, Dance is yeah, here. Yeah. Alien 3, by the way, Dave. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> A little behind the scenes talk yes, yes. earlier. So, um. Right. So there's Alien 3 and there's Game of Thrones. And, and yeah. <laughs> and it's the great Charles Dance. Yeah, dude. Um... <sighs> what do you want to talk I about? I have no clue. Well, I, uh, uh, go ahead. So, like, we're kind of seeing the world through Kelly McDonald's eyes. Yeah, Is that, because, I mean, like... like That's fair to say, right? If, through, I, I would say through the servants' eyes. All, okay, you know, through some, the servants. Most mm-hmm. of the servants. You know? Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. She's the first one we meet because she is Lady Constance's... Uh, That's Maggie Smith, yes, people. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She is her um, servant. And uh, her her handmaiden. I, I hope that's the word I'm supposed to use. Handmaiden. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, she is there to just do everything that Maggie Smith says. And all of the the nobles are are visiting the house, and they've all brought their servants with them. And one thing to notice in the movie is every scene has a servant in it. So it's it's telling you that that we are you know. Yeah. But we we don't see anything happen unless a servant is there. Okay. And um. 
Ryan Phillippe is a servant. Mm-hmm. He comes with the the movie star guy from yeah. America. Yeah, he comes with uh, with with Bob Balaban. He's a producer, and then uh, he's got Jeremy Northam with him, who is playing the real life figure of Ivor Novello, <clears throat> who was a, right. a a minor British movie star back in the day. Okay, um, and he he has a uh, he's putting on an Irish accent in the movie. Mm-hmm. A Scottish accent. A Scottish accent. Excuse yes. me. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's fake. I don't know when you find out when when the murder happens. Is that when we find out, or is it before that? Well, the the other the other servants are speculating that it's fake before the murder okay. happens. Okay. Um, at one point, uh, you know, like Richard E. Grant says something to Alan Bates about you know something about like that that accent was fishy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kelly McDonald, when he tries to like put the moves on her, right. uh, is is like crying about it and talking to Ellen, Emily Watson, saying something about like he's definitely not from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're on to him pretty quick. I, I thought he had a good accent, if you ask well, me. Well, so did I, and, and and that's because we're a couple of Yanks, you right. know, in St. Louis. But but yeah. like uh, the 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 most. But sati- if Kelly McDonald says it doesn't sound good, it probably doesn't. It probably doesn't, <laughs> because you know, like yeah, she, she 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 knows how to talk to Mark Renton too. Uh-huh, yeah. So you know, like it, it's it's yeah, she's an authority, and 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 the the other most satisfying part in the movie is is Ryan Phillippe's role which is that it's 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 revealed um halfway through and when the murder happens he it turns out he is an actor yeah um and he's from Hollywood um he's been given a chance in Hollywood by Bob Balaban's character who is like i mean Ryan is is uh He's he's servicing Bob Balaban, yeah. you know, after hours. He, right. He's he's using him to to get ahead in Hollywood. Yep. And when the murder happens, Ryan Phillippe's character realizes that that okay, m- maybe I should stop doing this because what he's doing there is he's researching a role. Right. He's trying to be like Method in 1932. Yep. And uh, when he realize when he thinks that things have gotten too serious, he decides to reveal himself, and every character in the movie, both <laughs> upstairs and downstairs, regard him as just the worst piece of shit. Yep. As because, a huge fucking traitor. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because he's not playing the game. I mean, the whole the whole reason for this system to to go on is not it's it's all first of all, it's the law, but it's also because everyone is acquiescing. Mm-hmm. Servants just are servants. And and that's just the role you play in life. Mm-hmm. And he decided not to abide by those rules and he is he is a pariah for it. Yeah. And he's he's sleeping around with everyone too. That's actually. the other thing. Like, yeah, yeah. He he knows how good looking he is, and and he 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 really. But but that's that's the really great thing about it is that no one falls for it. Right. You know, only Bob Balaban desires Ryan Phillippe. I think Kristen Scott Thomas. Has I'm a, sorry. A warm glass of milk with him. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. But she also turns on him once she realizes that. Oh, right. Like, yeah. You know uh, what what he was doing because it's clear that this is not the first time she's done this. Mm-hmm. She has probably like you know been with handsome visiting servants many times. Oh yeah, in her all life. the time, yeah. man. Yeah, she's a player. Yeah, Gambone's not cutting it. No, of course <laughs> not. And I mean, geez, when you, when there's a woman like Kirsten Scott Thomas in 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 the house, you know, you you better you better bring it. Otherwise. Yeah. She's gonna, you know, like you can't just bring the money. No, exactly. She's she... gonna spend that on uh, other men. <laughs> That's right. So bring your game. <laughs> um, and I, I love when he puts his moves on Emily Watson. Yeah. And after she she gets fired for yes. speaking up at the, I don't even know what she said here. I can't even remember. But it it everyone is appalled. Yeah. And she is fired, and you know, get out of here. Right. Um, after that happens, Ryan Phillippe comes with some you know, glass of scotch or whatever. He's <laughs> like, I thought you'd need a, need company. Yeah. And she says, okay. And like goes off 
and then comes back. She's like, you're still here. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. She slams the door she's in She's just face. like, yeah, get yeah, out of here. Get out of here. You, it's funny. Yeah, she he, she, she kind of plays him, actually. She does. Like, she makes like, him think she that tricks he's... him. Right. That, he, that, <laughs> that it's happening, and then it doesn't. And I'm glad you brought up that scene with her, because... Like, like that to me is a really great piece of, uh, of writing because it's all it is, is Emily Watson. She's serving dinner and all the servants are silent. Like they always are. Right. And when Kirsten Scott Thomas goes after Michael Gambon for, for being neglectful and, and she's really kind of, you know, going after him just for his habits or whatever, she speaks up and says, that is not fair, Billy. And then nothing. And like, there's this like, gasp from you and from the characters because she has spoke all all she said was like four words five words and in that five words she reveals what's been going on yep everybody in the room knows that she's been having an affair with michael gambon okay you know that's i I didn't catch that i i missed it it all happened so fast oh you didn't realize she was with she was sleeping with michael gambon confused by a lot of stuff dave okay it's it I, I felt upset. I was getting confused at some things. All right, all right. Uh, but that makes so much sense that yes. she was sleeping with him. Yep. Especially if she called him Billy. Of course. <laughs> oh, she called she called Sir, Sir William, William Billy. is Billy. Right. Wow. Yeah. God, that's that's pillow talk. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. So now that that makes a lot of sense. Right. Um so you had mentioned everyone's silent, all the all the help is there. Mm-hmm. There's butlers everywhere. There's servants the, the footmen. in every right. scene. Yeah. Um, and they they don't talk in these scenes, right? They these people know everyone's deepest darkest secrets, mm-hmm. and yes. something that helps build this murder mystery is like all the all the gossip and small talk that's going around. Of course, like everyone's whispering about something or or peeking around a corner into a room. You know, yeah. These servants they're more aware of the real world than than the the noble people. Are, of course, you know, right? And they can take them down if they want to, like. Um, at any time, it, it kind of it really shines a light on the class system there because these are the real people who could affect things. You yes, know? Um, if they really wanted to, even though the nobles got everything and power and money right. and whatever, but um, they're just dipshits, you know. Exactly, and they're here to eat fancy food and you know go out and shoot helpless animals. I, so, I know. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> nothing. Fun. They're yeah. they're adding nothing to society, right? <laughs> and there's a reason that that system crashed mm-hmm. because it had to. And the other thing too about like like that they're that they're rich and powerful, they're all half of them are frauds. You know, like they <laughs> yeah, they, they they're right. they're living on allowances <laughs> or or they've married into money. Yeah. Uh they they have noble blood and, and that's where their nobility ends. I mean, um at right. one point Constance, uh uh Maggie Smith's Maggie character. Smith. Yeah, she she's she's Sir William's cousin and he he is like her husband died and left her the money, but but also like like she's living on an allowance from Sir William, yeah. probably in a castle the size of Downton Abbey or Sir William's place. Right. And all she does is go to, you know, hunting parties or go for a drive. And like in the beginning of the movie, the first thing you see is Kelly McDonald having to get out of the car while it's raining and go help her with her coffee thermos. Yep. Because she can't get it open. Even even the slightest bit of effort is just it's not gonna happen for some of these people. Yep. Definitely. And going back to that, you know, secrets that uh, all the servants know, Mm -hmm. they're talking about her allowance. I think Kristen Scott Thomas comes in and tells her that she's going to be cut off from her allowance. Yeah. And Maggie Smith and Kelly McDonald were just having a conversation about how uh, to trust each other, I guess, or uh, to know when to speak and not say things. Uh Then then Kristen Scott Thomas comes in and says that. And then she's like, that you can 
I don't like, know. <laughs> I can't remember the line, but that you can be discreet about. That's like, the exact she line. points it out. Like yep. that, you right. better not fucking say a word. <laughs> that's exactly, and, and that's and that's it's cool because yeah. like so so Constance sort of knows what that the servants do. You know, get uh-huh. together and talk about the nobles. I mean, it's just yeah. you know she even asks her, "Hey, give me some gossip from downstairs. What's going on?" Right. So the the nobles are well aware that the servants are interested in them on a tabloid level, and, <laughs> and yeah, and that you can be discreet about, you know. Oh man, pretty cool. This whole mansion is full of lies and I know. whispers and <laughs> yes, fucking. And I know, God, God it's and it's another universe I kind of want to live in. Um, <laughs> you know, I I at least do you want to be the servants or do you want to be the nobles? I I want to be I want to be try a, both. Um, I, yeah, if I could have it's a fantasy camp situation where I could do Phillippe. both, I could be Henry Denton. Yes, <laughs> I, I could be the visiting handsome servant. I'd have to be taller because, you know, like that that's how you'd get in. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and then I'd also like to be, I guess... Alan Bates for a little while, like to be the butler. Uh-huh. Um, or, and I don't think he I want some shifty eyes in this movie, dude. <laughs> I love it's, it. It's so cool. Alan Bates's character in this movie is so cool. Um, and I'd like to be Stephen Fry actually too. I'd like to be the bumbling detective. Yeah. Yeah. I like when the detective comes and, uh, then, then he has like a, another policeman there with him. who's yes. like looking at the clues and stuff. Yeah, and actually like pointing things out. And Stephen Fry is just kind of like, "Oh, buzz off!" <laughs> he's, you know? he's a competent <laughs> yeah. policeman, and Stephen yeah. Fry doesn't even know it. I nope. know. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Good stuff. <sighs> <sighs> um, and I we, we would have to talk about Clive Owen's character. Yeah, we need very to, important. We need to bring up Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. So when when we're kind of first introduced to him, Kelly McDonald spots him right away because he's Clive Owen and he's you know so dashing. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but he is Charles Dance's uh, servant, uh, footman, and he's there, you know, downstairs with all the other servants, like putting away all of the uh, the guns and you know getting them ready for the right. next day. Yeah. Polishing shoes and all that stuff. And um, when when the servants like the, the way the way the dinner works is like before the nobles have their dinner um the servants like get to eat the same food but it's just like you know below decks you know in in the basement right, yeah. there while they're working they all get they all kind of like crowd around one small table and they eat really quick yeah and uh alan bates the butler he's serving everything and uh, ryan Phillippe starts asking questions about everyone's background he's you know like right. secretly doing research yeah movie you know into his role he's trying to be robert de niro and it's revealed that Clive Owen is an orphan because yeah. everybody, everybody who's sitting around the table, their parents were in service just like they are. Uh, but Clive Owen doesn't know where his people came from. Right. And he's uh, later on, he like Kelly McDonald is kind of following him around because she likes him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he has a connection to one of the other servants as well. Yeah. When Helen Mirren first sees Clive Owen, she there, there's the music swells and she there, you can tell that she knows who this guy is. <laughs> Um, and it's revealed later on who he actually is to yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, I, we can bring that up now, too. Okay. So there, there's some whispering going around that you hear throughout the movie, you know, all this gossip you're overhearing. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, like, Sir William had factories where the helpers um, would have sex with them and have babies and yeah. things like this. And then he would pay, he said he would pay the for them, the babies, to be taken off and adopted and go to good schools and right. things like this. Um, which I don't think he did. He, he did didn't not. fulfill any of those promises to any of these women. No. Um, they would just be thrown in an orphanage. Yep. Which, turns out, is what happened with Clive Owen. Yep. Sir William and Helen Mirren were one of those factory baby couples there. Uh-huh. So Clive Owen was sent to an orphanage, and uh, Helen Mirren had ne- never really seen him until now. Or, yes. Or ha- had she seen him? 
Well, there was like a photograph as well. Yeah, because she she had a photograph of him when he was about twelve years old. Okay, yeah. And I, I don't know how she got it. I, I hope they didn't say it in the movie and I missed it. But yeah, she recognizes him as a as a as an older man. I mean, as yeah. a, as a grown man. Right. So yeah, she she must have known from that photograph. Mm-hmm. So so that's the big reveal at the end. Yeah. After the murder. <laughs> yes. Because the murder is, is like you said, it's nothing. It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. And even if you even if you go away from the movie not even really knowing who committed the murder, if if they never revealed that to us mm-hmm. through through action or um or people's conversations, what really matters is Helen Mirren breaking down in that room. That that last scene with her. Yep. Um and it's also revealed that her sister works in the house. Yep. Um the the woman who she's been warring with. The, right. There's like rival like maids of down course. there. Right. Like two two like group leaders, uh-huh. I guess. Right. I they're, they're, <laughs> they're supervisors. They yeah. they are exactly. And 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 the thing about the 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 women um who the the, the cooks they, they they are not technically apparently according to Julian Fellows anyway they report to the housekeeper but there's a there's a real clash there because the housekeeper has the key to the scullery. Okay. Um, and the women who like wash dishes and cook the food, they hate that they have to report to the to the housekeeper. And so there's this like, you know, this uh, right these weird. Co- it, it should be cut and dry relationship, but it just isn't because it's very complex. And it's the same even when like Lady Sylvia comes down to like you know uh to to give some people orders, you know, yeah. like like for for the dinner. Um, the the washer women don't get up and bow when they see her. They kind of like you know give her a, a, a side eye almost. I mean, this is the woman of the house and, right. and they're not, they're not, you know, because they never have to go upstairs. They, I guess they didn't feel the need to, to bow and curtsy. Okay. Yeah. I, I missed that little detail there too. It, um, it has to come from, you know, I don't know how many damn right. showings of the movie, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. The, the, the movie is so layered that the, the seeing it twice w- wouldn't tell it. And there's a great scene that shows that tension between Helen Mirren and yes. her, her, who's the actress who, plays her sister um, Eileen remember. Atkins okay yeah Eileen Atkins mm-hmm. but um the movie star who's in town has been playing music for right. everyone at the Jeremy parties Northam, upstairs right. and mm-hmm. yeah so everyone in the house there's a great scene man where he's playing <sighs> songs and it's just showing the music go through this empty mansion let's talk about it and, yeah and and all the servants throughout the house are stopping and just enjoying it and sitting there like you know they're they're not supposed to be sitting around smoking yeah. a cigarette or whatever, but no <laughs> one's around, and they're right. just gonna sit here for a bit and enjoy this great music from a movie star who's downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it's a very slow paced, like peaceful kind of sequence mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Right. I really really liked it, dude. I'm I and I'm so glad that you brought up this scene because you know because while it's going on, it's almost a framing device for the for the who done it stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're cutting from from the drawing room where Jeremy Northam is singing maybe like five songs in a row mm-hmm. to like shots of like you said the servants peering in you know in the darkness yeah, and right. listening to the music and enjoying themselves while meanwhile like the killer is stalking around skulking around somewhere in the house or outside right, the house yeah. and then you see Michael Gambon in his study he's like had a had a big fight with with uh with Kirsten Scott Thomas so he's now like in a now by he's himself. in there drinking and right yeah. and playing with his guns mm-hmm. um and he, he gets killed during the singing yeah Helen Mirren brings him a cup of coffee and uh he is like asleep in his chair after he drinks the coffee asleep we don't know mm-hmm. and then you see a knife come down and plunge into his chest from behind right and jeremy northam continues singing mm-hmm. um the really strange part of of all of this not only is 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 the killing happening like like what we were what we were kind of uh what the movie poster is telling us the movie is about is happening and you don't care 
Yeah. Like it, it's not, it's, you, you just want to hear Jeremy Northam continue singing these amazing Ivor Novello songs. And you're also enjoying that, that, um, you notice the servants are the ones who are enjoying the music. Yeah. You everyone know? else in there, except for the commoner. Yes. Who, ma- who Mabel uh, was married is, for money. Yes. Is the only one enjoying it. Mabel, no one else. Maggie Smith keeps commenting on oh. how pathetic it is. <laughs> she's like just making such nasty and asides. Uh, yeah, people are people start applauding, and she's like, "Oh, don't encourage them." Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> God, she's so she's she, sour, she, man. She, I know. I, I it's it's the great Maggie Smith, and she she's she good. really knows oh. how to play this role. You know, man. <laughs> this movie has a lot of the greats. In I it, know, dude. dude. <laughs> and, and and like the, the 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 stuff she says is is just so like. Um, it, it's full of wit, but it's also like as incredibly mean. And some of it's right to his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, earlier in the movie, she she just like full on says, you know, how long do you plan to go on making films? Yeah, you know, she doesn't care because she, she she thinks it's terrible. She thinks it sucks. She thinks that this is <laughs> vulgar. And and you know, like you see Emily Watson's room having like pictures of movie stars on the wall yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, like these people live in the world, right? They, they're like us. You know, they they're they're. They're normal. They're normal folks, you know, and and that means that they, I guess, uh, you know, like they, they they belong in the world, and and their their kind won't die because they're of their own time, right? You know, yeah. And and the music, it's not just during the murder. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, five or six songs yes. or something he does. So this whole sequence is. 10, 15 minutes long. It goes on and a little just, bit, The yeah. murder's near the end, and then there's still more music afterwards because people are coming back into the room, right? and uh, people are still enjoying themselves, and until someone goes to check on Sir William, no one knows. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you hear a scream. Oh, yeah. And then, yep, this, yep. you know, I mean... <laughs> then it's uh, clue time. Exactly. The, then It's not really clue, though. It's, it's still just... not because Stephen Fry walks in like clue, and, and, and you know, he's... Mr. <laughs> clue. Yes, Inspector Clue. And he's, like, got a pipe, and he's, he's, he's like, saying a bunch of Sherlock Holmes shit, yeah. and none of it matters. And, and it's like the party's still going on. Uh-huh. They, they, it, People I mean, are just going about their business still. The man of the house is dead. <laughs> And he's been stabbed. He's been murdered. It's not even a thing where he had a heart attack. Uh-huh. I mean, and no one is, well, only one person is upset. Who? And it's not his wife. No, it's not his wife. It's it's his wife's sister, who is who is now, like, she goes upstairs with She's Charles. the one who found him, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And she's apparently having an affair with him as well. Oh, okay. Um, It was early in the movie. Like, he kind of, you know, uh, tried to get, he tried to get a kiss from her, and she was like, not here, Billy. Okay. You know, it, it's... you. You, See, you, so miss you it. blink and you miss it. Of course, moment. dude. Right. So one of the other sisters has been carrying on with him. She's the only one that's upset and she's upstairs crying and uh, Charles Dance tells her to knock it off. Right. Um, and most of the servants are upset, too. I don't, I don't know if they're upset from the murder, but right. they're actually concerned because yes. a crime has happened right. here. And it might not be self-preservation. Like, they're going to think the servants did this. Of course. They're going to yeah. come after us, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. These people upstairs can buy their way out of this shit. Right. They're they're coming for us, man. <laughs> right. And and turns out it was it was them. Yep. Um did we reveal who killed them? No, we hadn't. Okay. Yet. No. Why don't you reveal it, Dave? All right. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so somebody in the movie, I can't remember what character is it is, like people really hate Sir William. He's cuz he's 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 kind of well, he he's he's kind of gross. He's kind of a boor. I mean, mm-hmm. like he 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 takes food out of his mouth and puts it back on his plate and he carries a dog with him wherever he goes. <laughs> uh, but like somebody... Dumbledore, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he... Someone in the movie says, leave it to Sir William to be killed twice. 
Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and <laughs> and he is because um, apparently Helen Mirren poisoned him. Yeah. And Clive Owen stabbed him. Yep, separately. Yeah. Not um, planning together. It's it's pretty cool. I like it. I like that little twist. Yeah. It was cool. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing she poisoned him with the coffee. Yeah. And and they show poison throughout the movie. They do. Just in the shots and I know. stuff. It's like, okay, something's going to happen with poison. I know. <laughs> you, you know it's coming. I mean, like someone just puts a bottle of poison right into the camera, like setting yep. it, setting it yep. down. And then yeah. there's a scene where it's like, we're missing a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically all they say. That's all and I then know. There's, then there's like a couple shady people looking around a corner and you're like, did they take the knife? At one point, <laughs> dude, it's maybe my favorite thing in the movie. Like, Kelly McDonald gives Richard E. Grant Maggie Smith's jewels to put uh-huh. in the safe, and he's, like, looking around so suspiciously. Right, yeah. I mean, like, for no reason. Oh, that scene, it's like, what the? <laughs> What's hiding in there? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then the camera pans down. It's looking through the window into the room, uh-huh. and it pans down, and there's, like, poisons, yeah. like, like, right there in front of the glass. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. it stops on the poison. You're like... Okay, I mm-hmm. guess it's a, a death room. Yes, exactly. What, what the hell else could it be? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of poisons in there, killing all the rats and bugs <laughs> right. that come in that house, cleaning things. Right. I mean, there's lye all over the place. Like, <laughs> it's going to have a lot of poison in this mansion yep. here. And you don't know too that like like I think one of the uh, one of Eileen Atkins is uh, uh, maid like the, the maids who work for her, one of the cooks. I, I think that she is like kind of a suspect because she's. She, she's been she's been like screwing a lot of guys. Um, she, she's kind of like uh, Lady Sylvia, but mm-hmm. downstairs. Yeah, like when when men visit, she just you know like <laughs> hey, I'll, you know she's like what's up? She's ready to go. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that she's having sex with one of those guys. Um, in there while Kelly McDonald is trying to like wash that sweater okay, that, that yeah. was supposed to be, you know, for the next day's hunting trip. And that's when you start seeing poisons everywhere. So, I mean, like, did she steal the knife? Did she have poisons? Who knows? She's just having a good time. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this is, great. this is the below level here. Exactly. This is dude. underground. Yeah, this is, this is one of England the <laughs> underground. <laughs> it's the England. I want, it's the England. I want, I, I want to, I want to read my note, uh, when when the murder happened, uh-huh. I wrote someone puts on the muddy boots and grabs the ice pick, stabs Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> that was my exact note right here. <laughs> I just it's the only time I wrote Dumbledore in my notes, Dude, but it was just perfect. Well, I mean, it would be hard. Like, if we tried to do it off the top of our heads... Oh, dude, I think, like, half of Harry Potter's in this I was about movie. to say, I mean, it's half of the Harry Potter saga <laughs> takes place in, in, in this In, in this, this film. mansion, I know, like, This right. is Hogwarts. Right. <laughs> um, any, yeah. Anything else you want to kind of get into in this? There's a lot of stuff in here. Like, I know. These kind of movies have a ton of little things. Right. There, there isn't one scene in this movie that's false for me. I mean, like, like each one... You know, we've explained it actually better than I thought we were going to explain it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I thought we were really going to struggle with this, <laughs> you know. Uh, but they, and, and even when we jumped around, I mean, like, I think yeah. that the gist of it is there. Well, let's let's do the ending then. Yeah, all right. The end of the movie is the, the party's over. Yeah. Everyone's leaving. The murder's not solved. Stephen Fry does not go away having solved that murder. Nope. The movie ends with an open case. Yeah. Only um, we know who, who killed him. Kelly McDonald doesn't leave with Clive Owen. No. Um like you kind of expect. She does that, she yeah. did she did kiss him. He kisses her, right? 
Um, or does yeah, Ryan well, Phillippe kiss her? I no, can't remember. No. Oh, no. Don't, no, it's Clive Owen. <laughs> okay, all yeah, right. Uh, Clive Owen, it, okay, technically, yes, he kisses her. He he takes her and he goes in for it. Right. But having j- just having kissed him is enough an act of, of, of rebellion for, right, for a yeah, servant. Yeah. She wants this to happen. Whom she and, now knows is a murderer. Yes. <laughs> because he admits it to her. He tells her full mm-hmm. on, yeah, I, I killed this guy. Um, and But she, he was already dead. You can't kill him if he's already dead. But she says that to him, and he says, yeah. you know, like, well, who, 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 <laughs> right. could, who could stab a corpse and not know it? And he goes, when's the last time you stabbed a corpse? Right. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then he gives her a kiss. Oh, because Clive, Clive Owen, Owen kisses, man. <laughs> yes. Who wouldn't want Good that? Of course. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's have it. You know? And I mean, yeah, in, in the end, too, like there, there's a there's a bad end for Isabel, um, who is uh, uh, Sir William and, and Kristen Scott Thomas's daughter, because there's another visiting guy named Jeremy Blonde who is like supposed to be a nice guy. He's He's got money and he's supposed to he's like trying to court her. Mm-hmm. And. His friend, who is like, I guess, a commoner, like makes some comment on the way out yeah. about, you know, Isabel having a lot of money. And it's kind of revealed to her that he's only after her money. Right. Yeah. And that it really sucks. It's it's kind of devastating. Yeah. Isabel it gets really shit upon sucks. in this movie. She's treated like shit by everybody. Yes. Yes. And her dad's dead. And her. Yeah. yeah. So even though she's <laughs> even though everyone in the house doesn't give a shit about that, <laughs> they all just walk out and you they're know, just concerned about their money. Exactly. And how they look. Yeah. To people. Yeah. Oh, and Kelly McDonald lies to the police for Maggie Smith. Right. Um, she's being discreet. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's what, that's what she's supposed to do. <laughs> you know, keep your job. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's about it. Yeah, that is about it. Um, this and Emily Watson leaves with the movie star. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she leaves with Bob Balaban and Jeremy Northam um, and Ryan Phillippe. And I, I, I mean, right. like, you can kind of just fill in what's going to happen. She's going to gonna go, probably go, she's either going to find work in London. Yeah. Or maybe go to the States. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Maybe maybe she'll get a part in something. I, who knows? You know. Right. Yeah. Um, Emily Watson was my favorite in this movie. She was I, your favorite? I really liked her performance in this movie a lot. Okay. I liked her character a lot. Cool. I, I, out of eighty characters, and <laughs> she might be my favorite. Yeah, I I, I really like awesome. Kelly McDonald. Um, I like everybody. Clive Owen, I know, was good. I I for, I for the five minutes he's in it. I know. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, exactly. I loved all of it. Exactly. And we we didn't talk about it because it's it's kind of minor, just in 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 the overall you know scheme of the movie. But like, there's there's a really great scene. Um, toward the end with uh Tom Hollander, he's down in the in the basement eating jam. And, um, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't, he's remember. the movie star. No, right? no, it's, Who's Tom it's Hollander. Though? Tom Hollander is, is the, the, the husband of, uh, Kirsten Scott Thomas's youngest sister. Okay. Lavinia. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like I said, it's a minor yeah, thing, Yeah. but, but it's well, like, like what we've been talking about, about people marrying money. Um, this is one of the guys who has no money. Okay. He's a, he's a nobleman, but he has nothing. And he keeps, he keeps trying to like get Sir William to give him money for, okay. to like, you know, uh, buy, buy boots for, for soldiers in Africa or whatever. He's right. trying to do all yeah. these schemes. Yeah. And he is uh, downstairs just eating jam, you know, kind of like being sorrowful about it. Right. Until he realizes that he uh, just fr- from a conversation with, with the, with the, the, the scullery maid um, that he actually, he has everything. Mm-hmm. Because he's in love with his wife and she's in love with him. Oh um, wow! I forgot about that scene. Yeah. yeah, he he has he's penniless and and so is his wife. Even though Kirsten Scott Thomas has everything and so does her sister Louisa, 
um, he actually, they don't love their husbands. You right. know, they don't love Charles Dance and, and, and Michael Gambon. Right. Um, he's got everything. And he goes upstairs and he, and he kisses his wife in front of everybody, which was, you know, like, it's, it's a huge moment of, you know, like, oh, oh, you know, like everybody getting the vapors. Yeah. There's someone showing emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not just putting on the stone face right. to keep up appearances. Right, not normalizing. Ugh. Yeah. And, and one more thing. Um, when they go game hunting, mm-hmm. uh, shooting the foul, Sir William gets shot in the ear yeah, by, some, some, by some buckshot? And like, like, what? Is this supposed to be an <laughs> attempted murder, or is it just kind it's, of a... It's a, another red yeah. herring, and it was Tom Hollander. Okay. He was the one who fired the errant shot that, okay. that got Sir William. And Charles Dance calls him out on it at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember the word, the, the, the actual line, but it's some it's some line about being short that Charles Dan, Dan, right, Dance yeah. gives to Tom Hollander. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's it's really nasty. Must be hard. And, must take a long time to lift that rifle or yes, something. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> from, from down there. <laughs> right. It's a pretty good jab. And, uh-huh. and Charles Dance delivering a jab, you know, forget about it. Charles Dance is like twice his height, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And, he, and he's, you know, and he's Tywin Lannister too. So, you know, he he's gonna he's gonna give you one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think we we did good. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would definitely recommend this movie. This is probably my favorite Robert Altman film. Okay. Um, and it was his second to last movie that he ever made. Um, I was I was a fan of all his stuff in the seventies, but this one for me is my favorite. I've seen it the most out of all of them. Okay. I, I just, I love every frame of this movie. Yeah, I would recommend it too. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all this stuff. I, I've seen Nashville, but yes. that's about it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it took a while to get to the murder mystery thing. But, right. Because I think I was kind of expecting that to be more what the movie was about. Okay. So the whole time I'm like, well, when is it happening? Right. <laughs> but if you don't go in thinking that and just go in expecting to like learn about these characters mm-hmm. and see all these little pieces coming together. Yeah. Um. And pieces not coming together. <laughs> I know a exactly. lot. Yeah, just stuff left. But like left just out seeing there. this look into this lifestyle, uh, it was really good. Right. I really like this movie. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It was. And it run one for screenplay. It did. And and Julian Fellows, um, who like it, we should say like Julian Fellows actually the, the reason he knows so much about this this system is because it's how he grew up. Oh, okay. He, he's like the Earl of something or other. The um, Earl of Duke. Yes, he's the Duke okay. of Ted. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, he, you know, got he, right. He's got a lot of you know um, great stories, and he he like knew this whole world. He he understood it, and even when all of his like older aunts and uncles who went when he won the Oscar for best screenplay, I mean, they didn't give a shit. Right, yeah, you know, they, they, they were, were like, Maggie Smith. They were Maggie Smith. You know, they 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 said something to him like, you know, oh, so Louisa tells me you've written a play. Right. You know that that they don't, they don't give a shit. And Maggie Smith was probably in that crowd clapping for him. <laughs> of course, exactly. <laughs> I know. And 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 like her real life surrogate is back somewhere in London, right? Yeah. Being idle. <laughs> it's it's incredible. All right, all right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it and review it, and most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. You got to join the dude army. Uh-huh. Hashtag dude army, Dave. If you don't use <laughs> Dave, hates that thing. <laughs> If you don't use iTunes, find us on any other podcatcher. Give us some love there. Or yeah. go to dudesonmovies.com. Find anything you need right there. Yeah, sure. We are on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, all of those platforms, you can find us. Hashtag. Uh, yeah, there's hashtags for you. Whatever you like. <laughs> the, you, 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 you know? <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, uh, just look for Dudes on Movies. We'll come up. And 
Uh, we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Right. And Dave, what is the question of the week this week? Uh, the question of the week, what is your favorite ensemble piece? Mm-hmm. Um, and g- give us from any filmmaker, from any country, whatever, just tell us what your favorite ensemble movie is. Yeah, we, this is a little tougher than the last few. Yeah. Because we've been giving you some softballs here. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't hardball. No, we're, this ain't the heater here. It, it, this, but, that's right. But you got to think a little harder uh-huh. about it. All right, and we got some responses from uh, a couple other questions of the week, playing catch-up a bit. Denzel Washington performance, man. This mm-hmm. had a big turnout. Yeah. Um, tons of them. Like, uh, Man on Fire, Remember the Titans, Fallen, Malcolm X, Glory, Philadelphia, American Gangster, Devil in a Blue Dress got a mention from Mallory. That's right. Training Day from Ashton and... Corey says anything but training day. So uh, <laughs> equalizer and there's every movie he's been in, I think is on there. That's right. <laughs> and by the way, the, the clown who gave us a wise answer, you're blocked. Oh yeah. Take yeah. that uh-huh. dude. No more for you. That's right. We won't, we won't stand for that crap. That's right. So just get out of here. And uh, <laughs> we also had a question of the week for a favorite musical mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. We got from EM Yoder newsies. And then she asked, does Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog count? And I say yes. It sure as hell does. That's my favorite musical. Yes. That's it right there. <laughs> it trumps Singing in the Rain. <laughs> okay. For sure. Whoa. Uh, well, um. And we also got a Moulin Rouge reference. Mm-hmm. And everyone's talking about Hamilton, but that's not a movie yet. Right. So Right. And then uh, on Facebook, William says The Wiz. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, thanks for letting us know the answers to those questions of yes, the week. Yes, thank people. you for we really appreciate uh, all it. this, all this great love on Facebook and Instagram. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. So remember, what is your favorite ensemble movie? Mm-hmm. We'll read it next time. All right. So stay tuned. Then we'll do 1987's "Prick Up Your Ears," directed by Stephen Frears, starring Gary Oldman, Alfred Molina, and Vanessa Redgrave. So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.